full of trouble now I thought, how me ever get so far down And how's it ever gonna turn around So I turned my eyes to heaven I thought, God, why don't you do something Well, I just couldn't bear the thought of People living in poverty Children sold into slavery The thought disgusted me So I shook my fist at heaven I said, God, why don't you do something? He said, I did. Yeah. I created you. <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Welcome to the People at Your Service podcast, known as Pays, or P-A-Y-S, where we are honored to introduce you, the audience, to an awesome person of service. I'm your host, Steve King. I founded our company, People at Your Service, in 2016. I am now 54 years old. This is the first episode now past my 54th birthday, and so I've been blessed over those years to meet incredible people of service and excited to share one of them each episode with our uh, audience here. Um, So each time we're joined live and in person at the global headquarters of People at Your Service in Norwood, Ohio, outside of Cincinnati from our podcast studio known as Grandma's Comfy Couch Studio in honor of my saint of a mother-in-law, Peg Ainge, and in my life, uh, Heinrich, uh, grandmas have been incredible people of service. And so we love to meet our guests here to lean into that spirit of service, both uh, Peg as grandma to my kids, my mom as grandma to my kids, and then certainly my grandmother's here. So uh, I was sharing with you off air that um, uh, my folks are in the process of transitioning to a senior community center. So over Labor Day weekend, we were there with them helping to clean out the house, pack up the house. My mom had a, uh, a quilt from my grandma that she gave me. So you are now, that's we've added to the decor here yeah. of the Grandma's Comfy Couch Studio. Love it. Love <laughs> it. It looks great. Works perfectly. So, so, so thanks for being here and uh, grateful for you and uh, all of the friends to come in and uh, spend some time together. So. Well, thanks for having me, Steve. This is awesome. Love yeah. it. Yeah. So on the couch, we've got Heinrich Stander, and Heinrich's a good friend and, and a contemporary, uh, somebody that's, that's kind of north of 50, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got yeah. a one year on you man you, okay. 55 yeah <laughs> and and so uh so it's great to have you here as we talked about off air the the podcast breaks up into we'll do an intro uh, person of service kind of getting to know you you in 2022 soon to be 2023 mm-hmm. Roll the dice, and then we'll do our podcast goodbyes here. So Sounds great. All right, my Let's friend. I am going to yield the microphone to you to introduce yourself to the audience. Awesome. Well, thanks, Steve. Um, so my name is Heinrich Stander, um, uh, originally from South Africa. So if uh, you uh, you think Heinrich is German, it's not. <laughs> Some people just na- they automatically start speaking German to me, and I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> But anyway, so uh, yeah, I was uh, born and raised in South Africa, and then uh, in '98, um, you know, came over and you know uh, was in IT at the time, software engineering, and like I used to say, I got hired to come save the world from Y2K. If you remember that <laughs> yeah. that mess that we we had, absolutely. So uh, started with this uh, small little company called Kroger in their <laughs> IT. Uh, what do they do? Never heard. Company. Of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, started with them and, and spent 22 years with them. Wow. So long, long run, started as software engineer, and then eventually, as everybody does, I think, uh, gets into leadership. And uh, just the more I got into it, the more I developed this passion for building into people, right? And leadership was a way to do that. 
building into people, helping people grow, you know, maximize their capacity and, and coaching and mentoring. And then, um, you know, as things go, I just, I wanted to do more and more of that and, and maybe a little bit less of the IT side of things. And uh, so end of 19, uh, right before, you know, the global pandemic, I said, hey, this would be a great idea to quit my high paying job and start a <laughs> business from scratch. You know, so hindsight. And more importantly, your wife. Your, your wife probably thought that was just a terrific idea too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she's, uh, she's been awesome. So we'll talk about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, so, you know, I started uh, I started really into career coaching, and I, I thought I would just do more of the one-on-one -on -one career coaching, helping people. Um, the bulk of what I started doing was what I call helping people figure out what they want to do when they grow up, yeah, right? Yeah. I had a lot of that. And by the way, that happens at 55 just as much yeah, as it does, amen. you know, in the 20s. Absolutely. Um, and then you know, systematically just morphed over more into specifically leadership and EQ, emotional intelligence and social intelligence. So that's been my focus. That's been my passion. Uh, yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild ride. So, so tell us a little bit about, um, your family. Um, uh, I know that you're married and, and maybe just, you know, give us a little bit of backstory on that. Here, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, my wife, Amy and I, you know, we've been married now two going on our third year. So, uh, second marriage for both of us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's been, and, and, uh, son, you know, 14 year old back, uh -huh. It was back, um, and so love the teenage years. If you, yeah, sure, <laughs> like, whoo, that's rough. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, you know, I've 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 been very fortunate. Um, you know, uh, we, you, you talk about people of service, right? Yeah. Um, the the I, I'm sure you've heard this said that uh, the person you marry has the potential to double your impact or cut it in half. Mm. And, yeah. um, you know, we have, since we started, said that, you know, our goal is to double each other's impact. Yeah. And I can tell you um, that uh, my wife, Amy, she's she's certainly done that wow. as I have made this transition, you know, yeah. um, right before we get married, telling her, hey, I'm quitting my, my high paying job. Yeah, I was going to say, it's about the same time, it, it seems is. like, right? Yeah, so, it was okay. right before we got yeah, married. Yeah. And, you know, she just, to, to her defense, um, and she's, you know, financially very conservative. Yeah, so, yeah. and she was like, I'm all in. Wow. I'm all in. Yeah. Let's do this. Wow. And that has been, you know, just, uh, um, just amazing. I, I felt like the yeah. service that she has provided our family to say, hey, I'm going to put my fears aside yeah. and lean into this new adventure wow well good for you well yeah. and, and and we've talked about this a time or two on the show about the importance of your significant other yeah. being kind of in the boat with you when you go through this transition so both you and i north of 50 we've got a lot of friends we meet a lot of people that are you know in one of three categories in my opinion they, they are in transition because they've been tapped out you know, so they may not have chosen the transition. They've been tapped out by their company and now they find themselves in transition yeah. and they're using that opportunity to discern what do I want to do kind of with, with my second act, if you will. Yeah. Uh, or they may have, like you, kind of self-selected to tap out. Hey, I've got a good job. I'm not being, you know, 
forced out, so to speak, or tapped out. And but I've chosen to do this because I yeah. I feel called, and I want to do this before it's too late, right? Exactly. And, yeah. and then the third and the biggest kind of population I think that exists out there are those that are still you know doing the job longing for the opportunity to tap out or maybe somebody to tap them out, yeah. you know, and thinking about what they would do if they were tapped out. Um, and, and they're just kind of sitting on the sideline, buying their time until that time happens. So, but, but for all of those people, you know, my counseling, uh, counseling is you've got to get your significant other kind of in the boat with you. Absolutely. So that's, so, and it sounds like you guys have done that, especially as newlyweds too. So how did, <laughs> if I could ask, uh, and then we'll talk a little bit about a person service, but how did you guys get into that discussion? I mean, just kind of walk the audience through a little bit of that discernment process that you've gone through here. Yeah, you know, it was um, it was a time, and, and it, this wasn't an overnight kind of decision, right? It, right. it kind of happened uh, um, within a period of time, but, you know, just going through this discussion of saying, um, you know, what are the goals? What is it that, why, why don't, you know, and she, she knew me well enough to know this is a, has been a lifelong dream of mine. Yeah. It's been a lifelong, since I can remember, I've wanted to do my own thing. I wanted yeah. to run my own business. And so she knew that was my passion. She also knew me well enough. And I think that's part of the key is really knowing your partner well enough yeah. to know and to, to have that trust that says, you know, this guy's not going to be a bum that's going to just, you know, sit at home and yeah. watch TV all day. You know, right. this is a person who works hard and has that work ethic yeah. and has the the talents. And, and I can trust that, you know, while while it's never guaranteed, anything like this is always a risk. Right. Um, you know, just to have that trust in your partner that says, yeah, this is something I can go on this journey with them. Mm. And, um, and, and we set goals and we set milestones and we said, Hey, you know, um, we have to get here by then. And we have to, you know, um, and, and we came within weeks of saying, let's hang this up and, wow. and go back to a regular yeah. job because it, it just, the revenue wasn't there. Yeah. And then, and then that's when, you know, God steps in and goes, yeah, uh, yeah. this is the path I want you on. And yeah. let me show you the potential. And yeah. suddenly it just started clicking mm. and that is the thing that we just look back on and go we can see god's hand in in every step of the way wow so it's I, and, and it's awesome. so good and i appreciate you sharing that and i appreciate you sharing that you were kind of at the brink right i mean you, yeah and you and i we've known each other now for several years and so we've talked a little bit about this yeah. and, and how you get to that point and you're like okay you know i'm on the clock now right i mean you kind yeah. of shared that with me oh, uh, yeah. a while back I'm on the clock. We're within weeks. Like if, if I don't get some clients, some business, some kind of reason to believe a little bit of wind in the sails, yeah, I'm going to go back and get a job. I don't necessarily right. want to get a job, but I'm going to go do that. Right. And you could, you, yeah. you could do that tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so you had faith and, and with that, it sounds like you've gotten some rewards. So talk before we go into the personal service, I think it'll be helpful maybe for the audience to know a little bit about what you're doing and who you're doing it for. And then we'll kind of circle back to a person of service because you are very servant hearted. You felt yeah. called to coach and teach and lead. Yeah. Right. And, and so I'd love to just uh, share with the audience kind of what you do and kind of who you do that for. Cause it's a kind of unique audience here. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 Thanks. Uh, so, you know, the, and I think the essence of when you boil it all down uh, to me is building into people, yeah. right. In one, one way, shape or form. Um, and uh, so 
like I said, when I started, I was focused on being a coach, a career coach, and helping people, you know, with the direction of their careers and, and finding jobs and changing jobs and that kind of stuff. Um, and then started going into leadership. So uh, leadership training, leadership coaching. So I've got a leadership uh, training program, like a 10-month program for for uh, junior or mid-level uh, leaders. And then one-on-one -on -one coaching um, in leadership and emotional intelligence, right? It, one of the things that I have seen, and, and I specialize uh, in, in uh, highly technical areas like IT or engineering, manufacturing, sciences, right. because what I find, and I'm an IT guy, so I can say this, you know, we... You, People in highly technical environments neglect kind of the people side of things. You know, we're not known for our people skills. Right. So there's a huge opportunity there to help highly technical organizations. They've already got the technical side. Um, help them with the leadership side, the people side, developing people. Uh, we, we like to say, unlock the power of your people, mm. right? Um, because everything really hinges on that. Everything else in the business depends on how well you unlock the potential of your people. So I started Rocket Field Futures um, more as an individual approach, and then very recently I kind of merged with Meridium Solutions, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that is our mission, unlock the power of our people, of your people, yeah. specifically in three areas, leadership, team, and talent. Yeah. Having the right leaders in place, having the right talent, hiring, uh, you know, screening, retaining, and developing world-class talent, and then um, helping them be successful in a team environment through social intelligence, emotional intelligence, because yeah. what research shows is that is really a key in, in uh, successful, building successful, cohesive teams. Yeah. So leadership team and talent, uh, together unlocks power of your people, which unlocks the rest of your business. Yeah. And that's really what we focus on at Meridian. And, and you are an author, so I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your book yeah. that you've authored. And I'd love for you to, to kind of go into the IT depth because – there's, there's a lot of leadership coaches out there, if I'm just honest, right? I mean, yeah, and, oh, yeah. and, I, and I've got great appreciation of that because a lot of us need coaches and need help and support. But I think your specialty of going into that IT space and kind of what you've experienced as an IT guy going up the ranks at a Fortune 25 company, Kroger, right, and all of the, the, the scars, as we were talking about <laughs> offline, yeah. right? I mean, the scars that have happened as a result yep, of that. Yep. I mean, so talk about your the call to write a book and maybe a little bit about that and then maybe the specific kind of coaching elements with the IT technical kind of world here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the book originated, so I started, um, this whole journey really started when I started volunteering in an organization called the Healing Center as a job coach. Oh, wow. So it was, um, I went through a very dark time in my life and my, my divorce and I realized that the way for me to not stay, you know, wallowing in self-pity was to focus on others and mm. to give back to others and to really, again, build into others. So I started volunteering as a job coach at the Healing Center. Um, and I found that I was talking about the same things over and over again. Um, and I call them life skills for career success. Yeah. Right. There's it's these it's these things that help you be successful in life that also help you be successful in career. Yeah. And it is things like open mindedness, receptiveness, focus, authenticity, uh, overcoming adversity, overcoming failure, all of those kind of things and how to do that. And, and so I, I was talking about the same things over and over again. And 
and I was like, you know what? I just I need need to put all of that in a book, and I can just hand somebody a book and say, here, read this. I love it. Right. And so I started this, and it took me three years. Um, and COVID actually helped me with that because when when the whole COVID lockdown thing happened and everybody was you know hunkering down, I said, well, what do I do now? How do I how do I you know, do something productive with this time. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to finish my book and get it published in this time. And then I, so I used the COVID lockdown time to finish the book, get it published and, um, you know, get it on Amazon. And it was an interesting journey. So, well, congratulations for doing it you. because again, I think a lot of, uh, people and I'll put myself in this category kind of talk about or sometimes think about writing a book, yeah, yeah. uh, that pops into my head every so often but I, you know, I'm not committed to it. And a lot, so a lot of people talk about it, but again, you, you've done it right. I, I, very few people <laughs> actually get it across the finish line. It's a, it's a long journey and yeah. it's a drag. It's, it sounds very romantic and it's like, Ooh, I'm going to go <laughs> in a cabin and put on my robe and my pipe and write, <laughs> write this. It's like, no, it's just hard work and yeah. it's a drag, but yeah. it's at the end, it's worth it when, wow. when you can just give somebody something and say, here it is. So, so I've known you a bit. We've, you know, broken bread together, talked a bit, but I, I didn't know the genesis of that and the whole healing center thing that you just shared. Yeah. Share, share a little bit more about that if you wouldn't mind. I mean, I, I, I don't know if our audience is familiar. I'm not familiar with the healing center. So yeah. would you kind of speak to that? For yeah, absolutely. So uh, the healing center is, is, uh, up in Fairfield here in Ohio. Um, and what they do is, you know, they, they kind of provide services for, you know, the, the, the underprivileged, whether that's food, whether that's clothing, but they go way beyond that. And, and in terms of education, you know, getting GEDs for, 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 for folks or, um, uh, getting their, you know, uh, high school certificates, whatever, um, English as, uh, as a second language, they, wow. they teach that they've got a huge Spanish community, but then they go into job coaching, they go into financial coaching and one of their, one of their favorite programs, they got 55 different services. Wow. Um, but one of their, the, the, what I really love about them is it's not the, you know, give a man a fish kind of thing. It is teach them to fish. Yeah. They have this self-sufficiency program that takes somebody and, and, and helps them from end to end to become self-sufficient. Helps them with jobs, helps them with financial management, helps them with, you know, uh, um, finding a place to live, transportation, all of that. It's, it's this journey of helping somebody from start to finish become self-sufficient. Mm. Um, and that's why I love that. I plugged into it. I volunteered, like I said, as a job coach. Eventually, I was on their board, advisory board, and um, it's just a and and the 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 spirit when you walk in there. A lot of these organizations, when you get there, you know, it's just you walk in there. It's depressing, man. It's like, whew. but this place. I mean, it's you walk in there. It's like the 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 lobby of a hotel. Wow. I mean, they got huge giant waterfall. They got music playing. It is. You just feel like, oh, and, and people who, who you just feel that spirit of God at work yeah. through the hands of people. Um, and that, I mean, that place changed my life. So it I really think, did. And, and to that point, Heinrich, I think, I think what I am heard you say, or I'm hearing you say, but I want to clarify is that you were going through a pretty dark time. Yeah. This time you were challenged, you're going you know, through a divorce, which, you know, I've got a number of friends that have gone through. It's messy. It's hard. It's life changing. You've been yeah. with somebody for many years and, and you know, it's tough. Right. And through that, I think what I've heard you say was you had an opportunity to kind of serve others and through yeah. serving others, you were kind of served and supported 
ported. I don't know. I Absolutely. don't know what is that. Yeah, I mean, you know, this whole process of job coaching. When I started that, I had no experience, and and I, you know, you you'd think people come in there and they want a job at Wendy's. Sure, there's some of that, but but there's also people who are highly qualified. I mean, I was literally job coaching, you know, psychologists and 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 doctors and right. and, and high you know uh, high impact individuals who just wanted some some help, and it. You know this this act of service, and also the act of you know the 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 times that I sat across from somebody and I and I prayed, God, you put me here. You better tell me what to say. Wow. Um, because I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm way over my skis. Yeah. Um, and and it was so amazing because there are times where I wanted to take notes of the stuff that was coming out of my mouth. Wow. And I was like, like, wait, where is this coming from? Where is this coming from? It is not me, man. Um, And it's just the reliance on God in some of these circumstances where we put ourselves in that opportunity of service where where you have to rely on almost supernatural um, uh, help. And and it's, like I said, it changed my my life because it set the stage for, hey, I want to do this full time and I want to do this as a, as a life thing. Wow. And I and I so I transitioned that whole experience into rocket fuel. Yeah. And then, you know, eventually with Mary. So so did you go there as a client to be healed like i, I mean no. no how did you how did you find them or how did you yeah. how did you kind of connect with them yeah. so they're connected or or they were originally founded by the vineyard community church okay which is where i used to go to church okay got it and so got i it. knew about them but okay. i didn't i wasn't really involved with them and then one day they they had an open house and they're like hey go check out what's happening at the healing okay. center okay and that was the timing was just there where i was going through that dark time in my yeah. life I was yeah. looking for some some way to okay. serve and get out of my own mind. Okay, and so it was just a you know a, okay. a divine that's God appointment that's kind God of thing, thing, right? I mean, that's just Absolutely. a guy. There's no there's no ifs ands or buts, and, and it was like thing, yeah. boom that that was it. Wow, so, wow, yeah. that's that's fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing that story. I yeah. didn't know yeah. that part of the story. It sounds, I mean, the healing center sounds like some place you might go if you're going through a divorce or a challenge or whatever the case is. But it just happens to be that God put you in that yeah. place and. And again, in serving others, and you ended up being served, right? I mean, you oh, end up finding your new passion and your job, and an author, and what a what a what a cool story! So, yeah, yeah well, yeah. I appreciate that. So, so, so I'm going to say we kind of covered a little bit of the people at your service, the, the person of service side of things. But is there anybody else on your heart that you'd like to? You uh, are a very servant minded uh, person. You give back. You just shared some of those things. Where does that come from for you? Anybody on your heart that you'd like to share and kind of give a shout out to? Yeah, you know, I mean, I've already talked about. I think family we don't we don't recognize our family um, near enough, and I've already talked about my wife and and the way that she has served our family, and in yeah. especially in that transition. Mm-hmm. Um, the other person I I want to mention again, staying to the family thing, is my my sister, right? Yeah. My sister in in South Africa, uh, Griselda. 
yeah, we're a family of weird names. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, she is in South Africa. Um, my mom's 85 now, 85, yeah. 86. Yeah. Um, so for the last 10, 15 years, you know, she's had Alzheimer's and dementia, and it's just gone progressively worse. And if you have anybody like that, you know, and you spoke about your, yeah. you know, your family getting, yeah. getting older, um, it's hard. Yeah. It's tough. It is very difficult to, to uh, um, you know, help somebody through that. And so my sister has just, you know, she's lived a life of sacrifice as oh. a result. You know, I'm here. I can't help much as other than financial. Yeah. Um, and, it's, and it's really hard. And she has, you know, she's just taken that and uh, she's lived a life of sacrifice to, to, to me and to my mom yeah. and takes care of her, you know, loves her, cares for her, um, you know, on a, on a daily basis. Wow. And so, you know, I just, I, I can't appreciate that wow. enough. Yeah. Um, and, and she's really demonstrated that heart of service. Yeah. You know? Thanks for sharing that. That's great. And, and yeah. I think, um, you know, we always talk about service and acts of service coming. It can be big, it can be small, everything in between, but, but that to sacrifice, you know, your life and to, you know, really just care for and serve and support somebody in need is just such an ultimate, uh, I, I think just such an ultimate sacrifice. I mean, yeah. thanks for, yeah. thank you for sharing that about it her. Really so, is. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, let's, um, I appreciate you sharing that. And so it's clearly it's in the family for you guys to serve and to give back and things. If if we can talk for a minute about the community now that you've kind of found yourself serving, I'd I'd love to share with the audience um, a little bit about kind of what it is about the the IT profession that you've kind of really gotten into, you know, maybe some of the programs you're doing through the circuit and through other things, uh, just to, to kind of lean in on that because you're, you've carved out a niche to me, I think yeah. you've carved out a really, really important niche because there's tremendous talent out there and the IT world is just growing and growing and growing by leaps and bounds. But now to bring in the people side and the soft skill side and the things that you're doing there, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, like I said, my background is, so my degree is in, uh, electronic engineering. So, you know, I started in, in the hardware space, yeah. building microprocessors and stuff like that. And then went into the software stuff. So my, my whole background is in, is in uh, IT and engineering. And so I've worked with, the, with that kind of, in that environment my, my whole life. And then making that transition into leadership, I kind of just recognized this huge gap between the, the technical and the people side of things. And, and so a lot of it is we, we, we find that, especially in these highly technical environments, we get people who get promoted for their technical competence. Mm-hmm. You know, we make managers out of our, our best developers. Right. Um, and, and, we, we, and, and then they land in a situation where they go, well, I know how to code and I know how to do, you know, all of these things, but I don't know how to lead people. I don't know how to motivate people, inspire people. Like what makes people tick? Like I know what makes a PC or, a, you know, <laughs> a mainframe or whatever it is. I may, I know how to get that to work, but man, the people is weird. They're yeah. weird. They, yeah. So, um, so just getting the, uh, <clears throat> you know, them to understand the essence and, and my program with the circuit and with others, um, the leadership program program is called the essence of leadership because yeah. because it is getting especially those highly technical people to understand 
um, what, it, what is leadership really? What is the essence of it? How do you boil it down to what it is? Because we tend to zoom into a specific area and we are so singularly focused on, you know, the, the management side of things that we maybe neglect the leadership side. And so my program really zooms back out and say, let's look at leadership, especially from as many angles as we can so we get a full holistic picture. Yeah. Um, and then and then we can then we can zoom back in and talk about specifics but yeah. let's zoom back out as far as possible and so you know just understanding understanding the what drives technical individuals what motivates technical individuals yeah. um, and that helps when i teach is like hey how do you motivate these these highly technical individuals they they love to be challenged they uh, you know they're kind of like like thoroughbred racehorses right they they are highly uh, uh, high impact high performance um, but also high maintenance right they want to be challenged they want to do great things they want to be uh, um, part of the, the the thought leadership right and so you can't just treat them like uh, you know, here feed him the the specs <laughs> under the door and keep him dark in the dark and feed him pizza. Um, you got to motivate and inspire them, and so that's part of my program. Yeah, you know, I, I, one of the things that I learned at Cintas, I remember Philip Holloman when he took over as uh, uh, CEO and the leader at Cintas was. Um, uh, he kind of talked about managing up, managing over, and managing down. Yep. yep. And I think about it in an organization like Kroger, right, how important that is. And your IT leaders, the ability for them to manage up, maybe to executives that don't speak that language, right? Yep. So their, yep. their ability to kind of talk to executives that don't speak IT speak and have those conversations manage over with their peers, right? Yeah. And, and the collaborators, maybe the key stakeholders, the businesses that need IT help and support, yeah. and then manage down to their teams, right? The people yeah. that are working for them. <clears throat> Do you go through things like that? Do you talk about that kind of stuff? Absolutely. Yeah. So so my, my leadership model really has the three pillars, which is transformational leadership, which is vision and strategy and forward looking, forward thinking, you yeah. know, leading from the front. Transactional leadership, because, you know, vision without execution means nothing. It's right. just a dream. So we're talking about uh, operation and execution. And then the last one is relational leadership, yeah. right? Which is what, exactly what you said. Yeah. 360 degrees, up, sideways, down, yeah. right? How do, you, how do you talk to the senior leaders and their peers, you know, right. your manager, right. their peers? How do you interact with your peers to build collaboration so that you can get things done? And then how do you coach, mentor, inspire, motivate um lead your team mm. so d d what i call directional leadership yeah. right? directing um so that that third pillar the relational leadership is exactly what you're saying yeah. is 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 the human side of things it's awesome yeah. i i i think that's necessary in all functional elements but i but i especially think in it yeah. Because again, it's a different language, right? I mean, yeah. it really is. A, I, I've been in plenty of meetings where I'm like, I don't understand what it is that you're saying, right? And, yeah. and as a business leader, as a as a as an internal customer, for example, you know, having 
somebody that understands like, okay, translates. I need to, I need to translate. I got to put yeah. this into layperson's terms. So Steve exactly. Kate can understand this or an executive can understand this and, and understand the budget and everything else that goes with that. So I think that's really uh, critical. And, and yeah. so you're doing um, cohort programs through like the circuit, right? Yeah. Uh, which is t- tell about the circuit. Cause you know, the audience may or may not be familiar with yeah. the circuit. Here, yeah. So. Circuit's a great organization here in Cincinnati, you know, really focused on, um, on the the building the Cincinnati IT community from a networking and and an education perspective, so they got a lot of programs that that tries to build cohesion in the IT community, tries to educate. So so they reached out. They they've created this uh, what they call the IT Leadership Institute. Mm. Um, so they were looking for somebody to train that and to lead that, and so I you know started working with them, partnering with them. So every year we put. Um, a, a cohort of students through that it's a, it's it's a it's a year long program yeah. part of that is me teaching training you know in the leadership principles yeah. highly interactive collaborative um, part of them is also they do a community project where they they go into the IT community and give back and and so nice. like in in this year they were working with schools and 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 potential IT you know future IT uh, um, uh, leaders or or not even leaders but just um, folks going into IT and helping coach and mentor and and give them direction so so they build cohesion as a leadership training team by giving back to the community so the circuit is I've you know become very connected with them and and it's a great program yeah. we had 14 students the first year this year we're trying to uh, go for 25 yeah. so yeah it's growing fast and it's this is really nice to be part of, you know, uh, I, kind of being raised through IT and now being able to give back yeah. to multiple organizations in Cincinnati. Well, so. I think it's it's great when you can combine a passion that you have for serving yeah. and giving back, and and also you can make a living doing it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it pays the bills, a bit. and it, it, you know, <laughs> you got some income coming in, and and yeah. to be able to combine that. So, congratulations yeah, uh, for that you. is fantastic. All right, my thank friend. You. Are you ready to roll the dice here? Can you reach yeah. those dice in front of you? Just go ahead and roll those. And number five. five. All right. We don't give number five very often. So a famous person that you really respect and why? A famous uh, person that you really respect and why? You know, I'm probably going to go a little high level here. Um, uh, I'm not going to... I don't follow the famous people all, all that much. I'll just I'll just say that I I really respect um, in in the world of famous people. There's a lot of groupthink, yeah. right? It, people just tend to you know think the same way, and and I really respect someone who stands out, who um, is uh, you know is not afraid to stand up for what they believe in, in spite of being you know sometimes ridiculed, sometimes. Um, going upstream is hard, and I think in the, especially in the world of, of you know Hollywood and the famous, um, it's hard to go upstream. Yeah, and anybody who does that, you know, they've got my vote. They've got I I, I love that. Yeah. So, so um, anybody in particular? I mean, is there is there no, somebody that? No. Okay. I, I can't think of anybody right now. Okay. But, um, just. Um, you know, every now and then you'll see somebody who's like, "Well, yeah, he's going against the grain. <laughs> Take some guts." Yeah. yeah. Is there anybody? Um, you know, you became an IT guy. 
Uh, was there anybody that shaped that for you? Uh, did you have visions of being the next Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, uh, anything along those lines? Or I, I don't know, is there any anybody that kind of brought you to that that you admire or that you read, uh, maybe from a fellow author standpoint? Uh, um, you know, I've, I've, I've kind of, and it's cliche, right. But I've always been, uh, um, uh, fascinated with Steve Jobs just because he's such a, he's such a contradiction, you know, he was such a visionary and he was such a, you know, uh, transformational leader. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but his relational side, if you know, you know, if you read his, sure, yeah. like he was, people hated him and he was just, um, he, he needed was, your coaching. He was rough. He needed your help, yeah. man. You could yeah. have helped him. Rocket fuel coach. Yes, yeah. exactly. So, so he's just always been, uh, somebody that I looked at and go, man, you know, and it, and it kind of really, uh, demonstrates the principle of you don't have to have everything. Yeah. You don't have to have every every part of leadership perfect sometimes you you have strengths and you have weaknesses and and that's okay so yeah it'd be it'd be interesting uh, you know and again uh, you've got your program and it sounds like it's a great program but it'd be interesting to profile some of those kind of you know famous leaders like everybody's got you say steve jobs and everybody's got a an image that comes to their mind, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, we've all you know read and or seen or heard stories or whatever the case is. And it'd be interesting to kind of profile that and compare yeah. and contrast that and we how actually, that all works. Or we actually do that. In, in okay. the program, we have case, every every module has case studies. Okay. And Steve Jobs is clearly one of the case studies. Yeah. And, nice. and some of it is, you know, others. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, taking that and really analyzing, you know, what works well, what what doesn't, yeah. what type of leader is this? Is he a good leader? Is he a bad leader? Um, yeah, it just brings the stuff to life. What what, you know? what did he do well? What, what what would you say? What one or two things that you feel like he did really well that you would pass along to your students to say this is something you want to take from Steve yeah. Jobs? Yeah, <laughs> the thing that I love about him, and it's it's kind of scary sometimes, and I used to practice this even in, in my IT leadership, is, you know, sometimes the customer knows what they want, and especially in IT, the the art of the possible, you have, they, they don't know what they want, yeah, or they don't know what they need, like so the good. iPad, right? Yeah, so when good. the iPad first came out, I was one who said, well, there's a product that there's no use for. Now I have like five <laughs> of them, right? Um, it's like sometimes the customer doesn't know what they want Absolutely. because as an IT leader, you have to show them what's possible. And once you show them that, they go, I need that. I well, want that. Well, go do that. Digital music. I mean, yeah. like, you know, you and I both certainly obviously remember a lot when the whole kind of digital music and iPod and iPod shuffle way back when all these things yeah. kind of came out. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden you had all of this music, your, all of your, your eight tracks or your uh, <laughs> CDs, like now we're in yeah. your pocket, right? I mean, right. and, and if you would have had asked people, and hey, do you want your music digitally? Like people wouldn't have understood. They would have been like, yeah. "Oh man, what I've got is fine." Like CDs are great. What great quality that is. We were all so excited about CDs, and then you just take it and you're like, nobody has CDs anymore. It's yeah. all just in your pocket on yeah. your phone. Right? I mean, yeah. that's just. I, and I think to that point, that vision is just yeah. incredible. Yeah, it is, and 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 knowing and just having some of the intuition. That just kind of drives you to go. And yeah. anyway, I think it's really fun. Yeah, it's so, it's the same as yeah. uh, uh, Henry Ford, right? Yeah. He said, if I asked the customer, they would have said, I just need a faster horse. Right. That's right. right. That's exactly right. Same thing. Yeah. 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 
All right, my friend. Well, look, uh, how do people get hold of you if they want to contact you to learn more about uh, your your coaching, uh, Rocket Fuel, Meridium, anything that you're involved with? How can they get hold of you? Yeah, I think the best place probably is LinkedIn. You know, I'm, I'm all over LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, so ping me on that. Or if you want to just email me directly, my email address is Heinrich. And it's, by the way, H-E-I-N-R-I-C-H, because there's a million ways people spell that. Yeah. Um, at Rocket Fueled Futures one word yeah.com awesome that's great well we will uh have that in the show notes as well so people can find you thanks so much for being here thanks for sharing your story I, again i was great to hear the whole how you got into the coaching side of things i didn't know that yeah and so yeah. thanks for being a great person of service mm. for giving back to others and congrats on making a, a business out of it as well yeah so well awesome. thanks for having me steve this was awesome yeah appreciate right. it have a great day you too yep